You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hello, and welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Uh, I'm Brian Bishop. I'm Gina Grad. And we uh, dig that new intro. How you like yeah. that? Yeah. It makes Jazzy. me feel like I'm, it makes me feel like we're at one of those uh, places that you and your wife attend frequently, just on like a weekday. Yeah, yeah, you you wouldn't know, but hearing I the wouldn't. music, hearing the music really sets the tone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, fun topics to bring you today. A listener question, our first uh, listener question, and we'll get into that. Uh, I had a, um, I alluded to it on social media, but uh, I had a. I guess I didn't allude to it. I guess I just straight out said what I'm going to say now, which is I had a very surreal, um, coincidental celebrity encounter over the weekend. Oh. It was, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. So we took our six year old, uh, to Hollywood, which we don't normally do, uh, mm. to the, uh, excuse me, the Pantages theater where they're having a, um, a live performance of the Lion King. Oh, no, the I had best. not seen it. It's yeah, phenomenal. Chris, my wife, Christy, had seen it. She said it's great. Uh, me and the 10-year-old, or 10-year-old, me and the 6-year-old had not seen it, uh, and Grandma got us tickets for uh, Christmas, so we decided to go. The The one warm day, ironically enough, we've had yeah. in L.A. In, in months uh, was this day, so it was a beautiful, clear, sunny, warm day uh, up there in uh, at Hollywood and Vine, the Pantages Theater. And by the way, a footnote, please remind me, Gina, I want to ask you, I, I can only imagine you've seen a number of shows at the uh, Pantages. If, I have. Uh, if you can uh, regale us with maybe your three or five or whatever, just the ones that stand out uh, after I'm done uh, blowing your mind. But um, so we're walking along the Walk of Fame and uh, of course, you know, Tessa doesn't know who anyone is. But I was saying, oh, that's a famous actor and that's a famous actress. And, you know, Frank Sinatra was kind of on the way there. And like, oh, look at that. He, Tessa, that's, that's the song that daddy plays all the time. So giving her a little frame of reference. And the, at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, that's prime Hollywood real estate, right? For the Walk of Fame. Indeed. Yeah, Sinatra, I think. Grace Kelly was there. Henry Winkler was there. Um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Stewart was there. All, all, all the titans. Of, the ones uh, of that the you're industry. not going to debate. The ones that you're not going to be angry that they have a star. The good ones are there. Yeah, and you're, not, you're never going to say, who's that? Uh, right. You're going to see people taking pictures by the stars. Um, you know, they're the real prime, the real prime stake. And so we see all these stars, and then we walk the, you know, whatever it was, 20 feet to uh, the Pantages and, uh, you know, get our tickets. Uh, grandma's old school. So we go to Will Call. Uh, we're, we're, one of, we're one of three people at the Will Call <laughs> line and there's 300 people just scanning tickets. Although it worked out really well. It worked out really well because Will Call has their own entrance, ah, like their own line. Fast, so it's like, yeah. you suckers, all we do is pick up the tickets and just walk, just walk up to security. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the old school methods paid off there. So, uh, I'm going to the, uh, we, we get in the lobby, you know how the lobby is, it's just a, a mess of people, you know, a it swarm is. people walking in every direction. Uh, and I, um, I use the restroom and I come back and meet, uh, mom, uh, daughter and grandma on the lobby and, uh, uh grandma uh, points to a gentleman just walking away and she goes, Oh, there's Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. I just saw his star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, 
30, 30 feet ago outside this very building. That's mind blowing. What if, first of all, most of those people are dead. Secondly, if the ones that are alive, what are you going to see them at their star? You're not. That's so That's funny. Effectively. I mean, he wasn't That's- taking pictures by the star. I'm sure he would have no, if I'd like- asked. But that those types of things always set an odd precedent for children, because now Tessa might be thinking, yes. oh, where's where's Jimmy Cagney? Where's Grace <laughs> Kelly? It's like now she thinks that that now she associates those two things. Yeah, as though they're Disney characters. And right. it's like uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle. That's where she hangs out, obviously. <laughs> That is so funny. Now, I know that you and I have lived here a long time. We've met a lot of people. And I don't think I'm going to speak for you and say you're not someone who goes up to people and introduces yourself because you're so starstruck. However, Henry Winkler comes off as the menchiest of menches that you I I feel like you're you're almost doing yourself a disservice by not introducing yourself. What did you do? You, uh, he was he was walking away. He was clearly with his family, oh, or grandkids, or whatever. So I didn't bother uh, to say a word. However, I have had first. You must have met Henry Winkler in your time, at, you know, in LA at the radio shows. I, and the closest I ever got to Henry Winkler, this is such an LA thing, was when I was going to synagogue with my dad when he had I had just moved here, and uh, Henry Winkler was there because we walked into somebody's bar mitzvah. That was the Jewiest oh. thing I've ever said. Your turn. That's the Jewiest story I ever told. <laughs> <laughs> the um, no, my first one of my first ever celebrity, uh, uh, not, not even an interaction, just a um, adjacent interaction was I was doing absolutely nothing with my life. My uh, then girlfriend was working for USC admissions, and Henry Winkler came with what I assume was his at, at the time. This is this is two thousand two thousand one. Uh, came with his son or daughter to take a tour of the campus, and she gave him a private tour and like the golf cart and stuff. And that was wow. the closest I'd come to interacting with us with like a real celebrity <laughs> at that point. So I, for me, it was like yeah. Girlfriend love, Henry Winkler too. I love that you have a Henry Winkler signing every two decades. Yeah, and he was apparently the warmest, nicest guy, just yeah. so friendly, you know, all that stuff. She called him Uncle Henry because he was so oh nice, as though he was her actual uncle. And then I think, oh, geez, uh, someone can look into this or not because it's a huge waste <laughs> of time. But I think Henry came into the radio show at some point because I, I I have such a memory of him being like really warm and yeah. uh, gracious. Uh, you know, you can always tell, you know, being in the positions that we've been in starting out in this uh, town and in this industry or whatever, mm-hmm. you can always tell the really good people and the gracious people by how they treat the people that don't need to be treated well, you know, call screeners yeah. and yes. whatever, you know, things yes. like that. And, yeah, I have a few of those that stick out as like, oh, he he asked me how my day's going. That that's a that's a real step above the uh, the yes. baseline. It's so funny that you say that because uh, our our mutual friend and your old coworker Teresa Strasser, we've always we've joked about this for years. Where it's you know we've all worked in radio for so long, you can't judge a celebrity by the way they treat other celebrities. It's how they treated no. us who were nobodies that will really tell the tale. Totally. So uh, I I teased it earlier. What are some of the the best, biggest, what notable shows you've seen over at uh, the Pantages Theater? Which I I guess you would would know is the Pantages, like, not the only game in town. Obviously, there's other theaters, but it's the biggest, most prestigious, I assume. I I would say to 
to the uh, untrained eye, it's definitely mm. the most popular. But the other one that we end up at a lot is the Amundsen downtown. Sure. So I think those are the two big games in town. Um, but the Pantages is just in all of its glory. It's just, you know, if you go to a good old theater and you and I have done this so many times, with the, you know, all, all of our live show experiences, when you feel like sure. you're inside a genie bottle, you know, you're in a great theater. It's just, you know, you're just, it's just the ceilings are gorgeous and the, everything just feels old and gorgeous. And that's the Pantages, but it's, it's very, to my eye, art deco. It's got a very yes. throwback vibe to it. And it's, it's, Love it's uh, opulent, it, opulent and not like a, uh, you know, gold toilet kind of way opulent. And like, you know, just, it's like, <laughs> wow, this, this looks very regal. Exactly. In like, like elegantly haunted. Sure. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so um, one of the first shows, actually, the first show I ever saw at the Pantages still holds the best place in my heart, which was also The Lion King. Which was one time you cut was, out for a second. It was also The Lion King. Aha. Uh -huh. it, oh, so it's I been mean, off and on for many years. Many years. I cried. Look at that production. Animals. It was it was a I didn't talk about it at all, but you obviously know this. A feast for the eyes and ears. Oh. Just the just, just the costumes, the the animal uh, you know, animatronics, so it's, so to speak, the ones controlled by the people. Yeah, it's not uh it's not like a, an amusement park like <laughs> kids, I'm Poomba. Like this is like like something that adults can really be dazzled by. It is absolutely stunning. I remember crying as the giraffe came down the aisle because I was so <laughs> overtaken and I know you know what that uh, feels like. Tessa had an aisle seat, so uh we, we planned it that way so she could be there with all the animals and performers. She her mind was blown. It, yeah, it, this, so that one really is unbelievably special. Um, I have to say on a personal level, I mean, the Book of Mormon, fantastic. Hamilton, of course, my favorite Pantages memory is um, was years ago, 20 years ago, I would say, when my parents had been long divorced. They got divorced when I was like 11 or 12, and uh, they ended up being best friends, which, you know, I know doesn't happen very often, but I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. My mom came out here visiting. We, the four of us, my brother, me and my parents all went to dinner at Pino, which I don't even know if that still exists. A, a, that a sounds nice familiar. Little, I don't think it, yeah. I don't think it does, but I think I, I'm familiar with the, the lore. A little, you know, Italian place. And I remember having a great time. And the four of us as adults, essentially going to see the producers with Nathan Lane and I think Martin Short. And wow. not only was it an incredible production, but being there, all of us kind of in on the joke of how funny it is that we're at a family function together. That's by far my favorite Pantages memory. Refresh my memory. Who's the fourth? I missed, I missed what you said. Oh, who came with me to the show? Yeah. Yeah. My parents, me and my brother. Okay. There you go. I missed that. And it was. Oh, that's very was, nice. Yeah. So just not only was it an incredible production and they were just chewing on every part of the scenery, but the fact that the four of us were on an outing was also pretty hilarious. That's nice. You're not going to cry, are you? Uh, not yet. No. Okay. God, I can't handle that. <laughs> yeah. I saw Hamilton there. I saw Hamilton there too. And, uh, Book of Mormon. And yep. I think Same. moving out the Billy Joel musical probably was, might've been the first time I ever went there. Oh wow! Amazing. I love Billy. So, I love Billy Joel. 
How was that show? Was it cheesy and delightful? I don't remember much about it. I think it was an early date with a previous girlfriend. Um, Yes, uh, it was like the right, it was just the right kind of cheesy because they kind of made a storyline out of Billy Joel's songs, which don't, you can force, you can force anything, obviously. Uh, And and it was definitely forced. Uh, But the songs (laughs) in the production... The songs in the production were so good, and I love the songs anyway. So uh, that was it was an easy sell for me. Oh, that's great. Well, get used to it because the Jukebox musical is here to stay. There's yeah. there's one called And Juliet, which is getting a lot of buzz. It's all Britney Spears songs. There's, of course, uh, the Alanis Morissette one. There's, I mean, it is a very popular genre. Of course, Mamma Mia. Maybe Britney... To an extent, because she's so theatrical, but Alanis Morissette, like, I don't see them translating well to musical. What the fuck? What do I know? You know, <laughs> it's, uh, this is not my area. I just, when I think of, I think of, you know, the, 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 the bombast and silliness of, you know, Billy Joel songs of a certain era. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Mama Mia, of course, ABBA, you know, it lends itself, I would imagine, very well. Well, I'm not an old school like devotee of Billy Joel, although I appreciate William. But I will tell you that my stepson, I have got him hooked on for the longest time and Uptown Girl, Uptown Girl's his favorite song. So he we we live in a different decade in this house because at one point last weekend, Andy had to scream, turn off Uptown Girl, we're starting back to the future. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you're prime yeah. time. I th- that's my favorite Billy Joel album is the Innocent Man album uh with all the uh you know all the hits from the 80s. Um followed closely by The Stranger but if, you know which is considered more of a classic album but if I had to choose I I like the uh the the, uh, the Innocent Man. Will you be attending the Billy Joel Stevie Nicks duo dynamic duo of of concert going? No, I've seen him in concert a couple of times. I feel like I got my fill, especially I don't care much for Stevie now. I mean, you know, take her or, take her or leave her. I, I don't have a soft spot. So, uh, no, I, I didn't see Elton John and Billy Joel, and I love them both. So I doubt I'll get around to seeing Stevie and Billy. Fair. That's fair. Uh, so we hope that we're um, doing our part to teach you a little bit about L.A. and teach each other a little bit about L.A. and uh I think today's a perfect day to talk about what the hell do Los Angelinos do in the GD rain? That is true. We should get into that. However, I feel like the listener question is related to our uh, our previous discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's asking specifically about the Walk of Fame. Do you have it there in front of you? I do. This is from (laughs) Not the WrestleMania Cody, uh, Cody Bain. He says, not trying to be too mean. But from a tourist perspective, the Walk of Fame was different than I expected. What are the places in the L.A. area that still amaze you and Gina after two decades living there? Be mean. We don't own the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's It sucks. We yeah. agree. I, I will steer people away from Hollywood and Highland or at least give them a very real perspective on what they're about to get into. It's like, listen, you think it's this, but it's actually this. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, we're very realistic about that kind of stuff. First of all, thanks, Cody, uh, for the question. If you guys want to send in any question to have us answer um, or address or give our thoughts on, uh, I think our handles are right uh, right below us. So um, 
tweet away, send away, Instagram away, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you do. Uh, you can also send them to LA Mag Pod, right, Gary? Is that correct? I hope it's correct. Um, to answer the question from Cody, uh, I was talking about this with my wife because she's good. Sounding board. She's lived here. She she was born here. My wife was born in Westwood and grew up and um, has been here uh, almost her whole life. Uh, but he, I am still no. I don't know if he. I don't think Cody's necessarily talking about tourist attractions. But the thing that blows my mind about L.A. Now you know Gina that I love movies. The yeah. fact that the movie studios are here, that Paramount and Warner Brothers and Sony and on and on and on are here and the movies get made here for the most part is mind blowing. Like the, the history of, you know, the thing that's one of the things that's most special in my life, you know, going to see movies is here. And also yeah. piggybacking on that, you probably come across this a lot. The fact that you can go almost anywhere and there's movie locations. You're like, oh, that's yeah. from that movie or this, this movie was filmed right here. Uh, it never ceases to blow my mind. I always, I, even, even if I get used to it, it's still kind of a special feeling of like, oh, yeah, this is where they shot that scene. You're you're so right to say that. And it's so funny because you think about, you know, the back lot of Warner Brothers or, you know, something that, of course, something was shot there. But there's so many... Um, like the Golden Girls house, like the uh, the establishing shot and Dunder yeah, Mifflin yeah. that's supposed to be in Pennsylvania. These are all places in industrial parks or in random neighborhoods, the Brady Bunch house. They're just tucked away into random neighborhoods. And I agree that it's so it's so magical. Completely. You're right about the tucked away in the random neighborhoods. One of the few TV shows I've watched, uh, you know, uh, maybe the listeners will come to understand that I don't watch a lot of TV, I watch mostly movies, but one of the few TV shows I watched was Modern Family. Modern, the Dunphy's house is, is just in the next neighborhood over from us in a much nicer neighborhood in Cheviot Hills. But it's like, oh yeah, it's right there. Um, it, it, what was the one I was just thinking of? Oh, yeah. We live kind of close to Century City. Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard yeah. is right there. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, for you, I mean, it's it's that way for everyone. But for someone who has who like bleeds movies, just just eat, mm. sleeps and breathes it. I can see that that's like, of course, that's an amazing reason for you to live here. And you're from a coast. You're from up north. Like you, you could get to a coast without getting on a plane. I'm sure. from the landlocked state of Kansas and growing up watching uh, everything from, you know, random movies to uh, one of my favorite uh, Huey Lewis videos. If this is it, and they're all on the beach. Who the just beach, gets to, yeah. yeah, who gets to go to a beach? Like, oh, we're, we're, we're playing hooky from school. We're going to the beach. What beach? So the fact that I can drive to sand and water and be part of that beach culture still blows my mind. I actually, you're 100% right. I wrote that down in terms of things that still kind of blow your mind or you're still amazed by. First of all, the majesty of the beaches. Like you can go to places in Malibu yeah. where there's cliffs and mansions and mm -hmm. beach. And it's like, wow, this is the, this is the peak of civilization. Uh, and, and then the fact that it's said a lot, it's cliche. I don't think that many people do it. But you can go to the beach and go skiing in the same day. That is completely uh, doable. doable. Especially this, especially this year. Like it's going to be warm beach weather soon, and it's going to be you know ten feet of snow. Like exactly. you can pull it off. That is crazy. I don't know. I don't know that that can be done anywhere else in the country. 
Yeah, as long as we keep angering God, we'll keep have these crazy <laughs> weather systems and it'll be even more exciting. Yeah, completely. That is that is why this is happening, right? I, I assume we anger the gods somehow. We need, we need to uh, make a sacrifice uh, into a volcano if we can just Good. come across one. Also, you know, I I, uh, I love sports, love live sports. I went to USC. The fact that the LA Coliseum has hosted two Olympics with a third on the way, uh, and just when it fills, you know, with um, USC fans, it's just such a magical. Uh, experience. And that still kind of makes me go like, wow, that is, this is really historic and really uh, special. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, and, uh, what and else? Oh, I, I wrote down. A, oh, yeah, go ahead. Please. Yeah, please. No, go ahead. I wrote down a couple more. Maybe this will jog uh, some thoughts because there are really, I, I think people know, but they maybe forget some great concert venues here, like the Hollywood oh Bowl. God. The Greek theater outside under in the summer under the moon and stars is kind of mind blowing. And then, like, I went to see uh, John Williams, a famous composer, yeah. do his thing. You know, all the he played and performed and conducted all the, the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones, the ET, on and on and on. And it was it was mind blowing. It's like, wow, this this is majestic. This is a, an incredible setting. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I think the the Hollywood Bowl is more iconic. I much prefer the Greek. Greek's I awesome. would much rather go to the Greek. But when people visit, like my mom came in one year and we I got us tickets to the um some like French spectacular at the Hollywood Bowl and there's fireworks and yeah, like you I, the first thing that comes to mind actually the only thing that comes to mind is you know the clamshell of the Hollywood Bowl at the beginning of Beaches, which I'm sure is one of your favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, Barbara Hershey's lips and uh, yeah. the uh, the the both the two things I remember about that movie. <laughs> and let's so, not sleep on the fact that there is really some incredible architecture in LA. Like you go to like Beverly Hills and you can drive by these incredible mansions that have I can only imagine have been there for close to a hundred years and people still live in them and they're they're incredible. Yes, great example because as much of LA that. Eh, be letting itself go, letting itself slip. When you think of Beverly Hills, you get the Beverly Hills that you're picturing. And that's kind of nice. You know, it's something to be proud of. I mean, God, God love the people that are paying for the real estate. Mm. So like exactly just to bring it home when Cody says the Hollywood Bowl was not exactly the thing that I Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive will be exactly the Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive that you're picturing. So go you're knock yourself off. out. Exactly. And there's the slums of Beverly Hills, too, where, you know, we've all lived at one point or another. South Wilshire. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Do we have some uh, other topics you wanted to hit? Because I, I, uh, I enjoyed the uh, I know for a fact we do, but I enjoyed the uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the the pondering, the research, yes. the uh, brainstorming. Same. Uh, it's pouring here. We're not used to that. We get it. I don't know. Oh couple of days a year but this is like again we've angered some someone in the sky because we we're getting bomb cyclones which is basically another way to say tornado we're getting massive flooding it's pouring atmospheric rain. Ri atmospheric At rivers the, the pineapple express like we're getting all of it and we're getting just dumped on so you know the things that we do by rote and just we go out and we do our outdoor thing we're not doing right now. A lot of stuff is 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 closed for business. Our, our outdoor activities. So, um, 
I thought it'd be the perfect time to discuss what the hell do you do in LA when it's raining? I would love to hear what you do because uh, there's not much to do. No. I mean, there is, of course. You can go, God knows there's enough movie theaters and honestly, Museums. they're really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm curious to know what uh, what's on your list. Well, I have a vast list of one suggestion. Oh, how's do I? Okay, good. Um, I mean, we do have some great museums and that's fun and that's all fine. But I wanted to go a little off the beaten track because there is a place in downtown Los Angeles that not only do I not think tourists know about, but I don't think locals know about. I was introduced to this incredible spot, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, and I love going there. Um, it is a wonderful place called The Last Bookstore. Oh, I don't I've know about this. I, I don't know. I've never been there, but I've heard. I've heard. Oh, about it, yeah. run, don't walk. It is. It is a, an enormous, like old school, like you know, bank, like just with giant pillars yeah. in the middle, and and it's just massive. But that's not even what makes it special. Not only is it this huge bookstore, but on the second, and you can see. There, there's some art I'm, I'm putting up on the screen that's all made yeah. of books and paper. And on the second floor are little shops, little, you know, little, I don't know, almost nooks that local artists, uh, you know, rent. And then you can walk in their little, you know, oh. crochet shop or their little, you know, tchotchke shop. And yeah. then it's this is this is a place that I hate to say it but is incredibly Instagrammable because there's also <laughs> these incredible tunnels made of books and shapes oh my gosh. made of books and beautiful art installations that look like flapping birds that are really books. And it's just, we're looking, we're looking at, we're looking at, uh, if you're not on YouTube, you're listening on audio. Yeah. It's as though you're on the uh, spaceship in 2001, but the yeah. lights that are encircling you are books. Exactly. There's tons of there's there's, you know, little books with walls with a circle in that you can look through. There's there's these almost mazes and it's a real bookstore, but it's just so much fun to be in there. And it feels so good to be in there that I think this yeah. is a perfect spot for a rainy day. That's a wow. Inspired choice. Um, the most important question, of course, is do they have my book? Do they have your book? I can guarantee you they don't have mine. I will. It is okay. unclear if they have yours. I was actually thinking that we need to talk to them about changing that because this would be yeah, a great seriously. place to have a little meet and greet. At the very least, just like slip a copy of yours like in the <laughs> shelves like gorilla stuff. And I was like, oh, whoopsie, yes. drop this. Great idea. She has a new book out, by the way, if you all want to check it out. If you all have uh, uh, kids, uh, friends with stepkids, this is a uh, – give yourself – give the book a plug. My, my Extra Thank Mom. You. Thank you. Yes, My Extra Mom. It's a children's book about transitioning into having an extra parent in the family. It's for kids. There's a workbook in the back with lots of fun questions. And Brian has an old book out. Why don't you give that a plug? I do. The book is still out. Um, yeah, my book, uh, Shrinkage, is uh, – it, it doesn't need any help, so don't bother buying it. Hear that, everybody? That's what a bestseller sounds like. That's right. Uh, my answer to the question, what do you do when it's rainy, is very different, but that's what makes the show magical. Um, 
I was, it's funny you mentioned downtown because the first thing that came to my mind back to the idea of, um, of uh, movie locations was the Biltmore Hotel, which oh. has those incredible, incredible, um, they have the uh, elevators, uh, glass elevators on the outside of the building. So you can go up and you're basically getting a sky tour of LA. It's inc- it's awesome, and that's uh, they shot uh, uh, they shot um, the climactic scene in in the line of fire in one of those uh, elevators uh, with Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich. And they shot the, I think that's where Arnold Schwarzenegger rode a horse in True Lies through the uh, lobby of the. Uh, wait, no, is it the Bill? Is the Bill? Gary, can you verify this? I'm pretty sure it's the Biltmore. Or starts with the B. Either way, it's it's a building, uh, hotel, giant hotel with outdoor uh, glass elevators that go up the side. Very, 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 very cool. I won't ask if you have done it. I'll ask how many times have you taken Tessa there to ride the elevator? <laughs> Absolutely zero. I actually haven't been there in 20 years. <laughs> I, I know, think you the, need the, to change the, that. I know. The one that I actually have been to... The Bonaventure. I knew it was a B. Thank you, Gary. Not the mm-hmm. Bill Moore. The Bonaventure. The West End Bonaventure. Well done. I, I almost looked like an idiot, and Gary made, made me look like less of an idiot. So thank you. Um, yes, the Bonaventure is the one I'm talking about. And it has a rotating restaurant bar on the top, which is getting back to where to go when it rains. If downtown's out of your area, like it is for me, there is a junior version of this in santa monica if you're sort of storm watching storm chasing you know you want to just see the the clouds roll in over the ocean with over the santa monica pier which is a majestic site uh there's mm-hmm. plenty of places you can go i would recommend there's a hotel called the huntley and oh uh, yeah uh, penthouse i think it's a, like this eighth floor or something like that so you're not in a skyscraper you're just at the top of a building and uh just great views uh, fun atmosphere. Haven't been there in a couple of years, so can't speak for the food. The drinks are great. Uh, but if you want to see those clouds and those storms rolling in over the, uh, uh, the, the Santa Monica Pier and the ocean and the shore, it, it, you, could, you, you can't do much better. That is such a great suggestion. And it just reminded me of, I'm going to one-up you. And mm. I'm going to say, not only are you right to go to the ocean to watch the storm, but have you ever eaten in the restaurant out on the pier where it looks like you could probably die if a good wave came at you? I'm trying to think. I think actually, is it an Italian place? I, it's or is a Mexican it just kind place. Of, yeah, I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have. It's fun on a nice day, but I imagine it would give you the thrill you're looking oh, yeah. for on a stormy day. Yeah, because there's no lack of beachfront, you know, restaurant. You can go anywhere in Malibu and go to Dukes or, you know, whatever uh, and get that similar experience. But, yeah, eating with the waves waves lapping up at the restaurant outside the window is is pretty – again, I don't think there's too many places you're going to get that uh, experience from. Great suggestion. Uh, Let's move on. Because there's a lot to Please. get to, and we have uh, not as much time as, as as I'd like, which is all day. Okay, I'm going to let you choose. Should we do more celebrity stuff, or should we do things that we miss that don't exist here in L.A.? 
Well, it's funny. I, I got all these the, these thoughts prepared for things that uh, things that we miss, things that we long okay. for, things that we can't live without. However, since we're on the celebrity uh, tip, I do. I I, I understand. So I understand that you've had some encounters that maybe you want to recount without naming <laughs> names. I, I would very much like to hear that. We can always save the the questions for another time. Oh, great! Yeah, green. no. I it just felt like we were still kind of in the celebrity way, so I wanted to give the yeah. option. Um, I've, I, we've all met a lot of interesting people here and I thought it would be fun to talk about some of them. Now I know it sucks when somebody won't give you the juiciest part of the story, which is who are we talking about? But I thought every once in a while I would pepper in a, a weird date that I've had with somebody oh. that is probably notable, um, or a yeah. weird encounter and, and I won't give you the name, but I'll give you everything else. <laughs> Let's okay now, listeners. I don't know. Uh, I don't know Gina's dating history. I don't know who she knows. That said, let's make a deal. Let's let let's okay. let, as much as you can. I don't want to put you in a bad position. If I'm able to guess the person based on the story, you have to confirm it. Okay. Okay. The, but if I'm wrong, then you just you know plausible deniability. You can say maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Done. I'd, I'd, um, I'd, give me, I'd love to hear these. This is a regular segment. <laughs> Remember, I wasn't always, uh, you know, the old battle axe. I used to be little nuts. So back in the day when I first moved here, um, I met a lot of weird, interesting people. And I happened to meet a very famous comedian. And uh, I got it. I got it already. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Is it me? Oh, keep keep going. Keep going. Buddy Hack. Well done. Red <laughs> red, red Fox. <laughs> Close. Red button. So <clears throat> I happen to meet this very famous comedian who I had been a fan of. And um and somehow, in some way, he asked for my number. He wasn't really my type, but I was very flattered. I was blown away. This famous comedian wanted my phone number. So I gave it to him. And then a couple of days later, he out like last minute, like, oh, I'm doing a show in Orange County. Do you want to come down tonight? But like, you know, in general, I've done a lot of weird stuff at the last minute, but like I really couldn't do it. And I felt kind of sad about it. Like, oh, but I already have plans with someone. And maybe if you had given me a heads up, which apparently was the right move because he really yeah, so respected don't sell that. yourself. Don't sell yourself cheap. I didn't even mean to not sell myself cheap. I literally up, had other plans. Price. So he wrote me back. And he's like, of course, how stupid of me. What was I thinking? You know, you're not some last minute girl. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not. So <laughs> he then ended up asking me on a proper date. And oh, good. See, this is working out. Well, what I thought was, God, I'm just realizing how many of these stories I have. Okay. So <laughs> this one. So we focus, he, girl. He, he says, do you want to meet? And this was before it turned into. Um, it's, it's like a mall now, but back in the day, he said, do you want to meet at the sportsman's lodge, which famous LA eatery? Oh, Brian, you are so not. Or is it a club? It's a hotel in the valley. That's like so oh. iconic valley, valley, valley-ness. Like okay. it's, it's the sportsman's lodge. It was there forever. It's still kind of there, but they redid it. Now it's basically part of a mall. Anyway, it was like, it's like, it's almost like it's in that Casa Vega lore of valley sure. living. 
so it's like O'Shea's in Vegas. Like you know, it was it was what it was, and then it got absorbed into the link. Exactly, <laughs> the link. Exactly. So I was like, oh great, we'll go have lunch at the Sportsman's Lodge. Uh uh-uh. uh, no no. He wanted to meet at the pool, which looking back was very smart because why wouldn't he want to see a new girl in her swimsuit? So I said, okay. I mean, back then I fucking heard it going on. So it was all good for me. Two pieces can do. So uh, I met him at the sportsman's What's the second one for? (laughs) (laughs) So I met at the sportsman's lodge. Very nice guy. Uh, he, you know, you could tell people knew who he was. And so they were kind of looking at me like, who the hell are you? But they definitely knew him. And we we're just chit chatting on, you know, a couple of pool, barca loungers when along comes his son. And I said, hello, okay. which I was like, huh, okay, very nice. He introduced kid. him. He introduced the boy as his son. He didn't yes. obviously recognize him. No, no, I wouldn't know who his son is. And his son was like in like just starting high school. So it was like a Will Smith, Jaden Smith situation. I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a, someone who's recognizable. No, no, just some kid, nice guy, nice looking kid. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd take my son. I'm like, Oh, cool. Well, I start getting really, really nervous. Cause it's hitting me that I'm with this comedian, this famous, famous person. And I'm very nervous. And as you know, from years of knowing me, I'm not really a drinker. It's not my thing. True. This is true. But I was really nervous and I hear I hear tell that that calms the old nerves. So sure. I, the first thing I said was, "Do you I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. Do you want something?" And he kind of ignored me. And I was like, "Okay. Well, okay." So we kept talking and talking and then I, I was, was like, he "Maybe so- was he sober?" Worse. No. Way worse. Yeah, uh, an ankle bracelet on. <laughs> okay, not as worse. I said it again because I thought maybe he didn't hear me. He stands up and looks me in the eye and starts. Shows you a tattoo with the date of his sobriety. Worse. (laughs) He starts lecturing me about the dangers of alcoholism. Because apparently he used to be with an alcoholic and I was just red flagging all over the place because twice I said, should we go? I was so. Not since somebody tagged Dr. Drew on Twitter asking him to ask me about my drug problem has somebody gotten <sighs> me so wrong. <laughs> Which I still you know, do. You know, Drew's the proverbial hammer where every, everyone yes. is a nail. And by nail, I mean a drug problem. When Drew <laughs> first met me, straightest, you know, straightest laced, nerdiest kid yes. you've ever met when I was, you know, I was significantly chubbier and uh, working for Loveline. Uh, he was convinced that I was always on drugs because my pupils dilate more than, uh, than normal. I have like a light sensitivity. So my pupils are often dilated more than the normal. And he'd look at me and he was like, for the longest time, I thought you were always on drugs. I'm like, Drew, you really, really got him pegged. <laughs> that is so funny because he called me immediately after seeing that tweet. And I was like, how do I protest just enough that he doesn't think I'm lying yeah. to him? Yes, exactly. It's like talking Very your way out of insane asylum. That's exactly how I felt. So then I was up against the wall. You know, he's lecturing me about my alcoholism and how he's not going through wow. that again. I said, I'll get an iced tea. And I felt so shamed for something that I like, 
it was so bizarre because that's so not part of my life. It was well, weird. Well, for to, in your in your defense, to jump from I'm going to get a drink to <laughs> I'm an alcoholic, that, that that's quite a leap. You know what I mean? Like perhaps you could have, perhaps you. this uh, this A lister could have seen how it played out uh, before. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe even lecture Gina who was who was twirling one of her two pieces. You know, in the air. That's a that's a that's a uh, that's a red flag, as they say. Thank you. Now, not until these many years later does what you're saying make sense, because my initial knee jerk is they must know me. Like if I'm being pulled over, maybe I did steal my own car. Like all of a sudden I must be in trouble for a reason. So I was very uncomfortable after that. Did not get that daiquiri. And then we just like hung out in the pool and like a little flirty, but not really because I wasn't really trying to, eh, just wasn't into it. So we had a really fun afternoon and then it was, we were all leaving and the kid kind of walked to the car, giving his dad a little like elbow, like, oh, I'll see you in a minute. And he re he leaned in for a kiss and I was just not feeling it. So I oh, did, no. I did the most emasculate now. I didn't realize I mean to, I thought I was being adorable. I did in retrospect, the most emasculating thing I could do, which was back up and put my hand up for a high five. Wow. He was. This is the days before fist bumping. Yes, he was monumentally offended. Rolled his eyes, walked away. I never heard from him again. That's wow. one of my stories. <laughs> what could have been? He could have and been at if, the Huntley or the penthouse. If this was one of those shows where we're just seeing each other just to see each other, I would write the name up and show it to you. But I can't do that since this is also on YouTube. I'll probably text oh, you in a minute, though. Well, we're going to talk off the air. Um, okay. I, I'm not fishing for who this person is, but just judging by the fact that you said uh, people were noticing him, this oh, is yeah. someone who was in movies or TV oh, yes. or something of that nature. Yes. Okay. Yes. Movies and, and stand up and and whether you like the person or don't like the person, you recognize the person. You know okay. what? I trust you. This is going to be one of our first uh, trust exercises on this show. I'm going to text you the name right now. I know this is rude, wow. okay. but you know I what? We're be, just going to do it. I will be as honest as I can with the listeners because I have someone in my mind who I think it might be, <laughs> but I'm dying to find out. I just texted you. All right. This will come through. And this is good. This pie. is so, Actually, this this is kind so of, shitty. This kind of is good. Bud. This kind of is good. Bud. <laughs> oh, not who I guessed. <laughs> not who I guessed at all. Not it, was, it was bizarre. Can I tell you the wrong? I feel like we're we're, po we're poking the bear too much. But can I can Just, I tell you my yeah. wrong guess? Please. Yes. The only reason I I, I kind of knew I was wrong because I don't think he has a son or a kid. Okay. Uh, okay. but uh, I thought it was Jim Carrey because he was. Oh, that he, would I be thought he'd been with, amazing. I thought he'd been with Lauren <laughs> Holly or with uh, what's her face? Uh, not Anna Nicole, Jenny McCarthy. And there was some problem in the background. And uh, if, if that record, but who you, who you texted me? <laughs> yes. What is a recognizable? <laughs> yes. I appreciate you, know you thinking that I'm in the trifecta of, of Lauren Holly and Jenny McCarthy. You're the, now yeah, just, you're the third in the uh, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. This is weird. Uh, yes. You, I will say listeners, Take it from me, Gina made the right call by <laughs> not going in for the kiss. Okay, you so made, you made the right call. We'll do those every once in a while. I know it's it, again. I hate when people don't want to don't tell you the one thing, but I thought it'd be kind of fun just to give you everything. But 
This, no, that, that was that that was great, and uh, maybe I'm glowing from the uh, <laughs> being the only one in this along the listenership who knows the answer. It's 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 neither here nor there, listeners. But it is everything about your story checks out. This is someone who I'd be like, oh look, it's that guy. And you know what? Down the line, maybe I'll reveal, but I thought it would just be fun to drop little breadcrumbs. Did this, oh boy, did this person, I feel like this person came into our old show, maybe not in the era you were there. It's very possible. It's a well-known comedian. So all well-known comedians ended up on the Adam Carolla show. I've met this person uh, yeah, briefly, true, yeah. not in the context you've met yeah. them, but uh, I don't know them. He didn't ask to see you in a bikini. No, no, no. He said, he said, he said, you're one piece material all the way. <laughs> and he was right. You know, I have to, I have to give it up. Um, okay. That was great. Anyway. Let's, let's do this. Get, get, get more of these ready. I enjoyed that. Nope, very much. No that problem. Was, that was great. <laughs> Can do. <laughs> I have no such uh, track record. Well, that was good. Well, yeah, this is good. This is a good uh, high point to wrap up on, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like we've said this before, and it's said in the, um, excuse me, two LA Magazine articles about us. Right. But there is plenty about LA that we are not into and that we don't love. Now, of course, we are here and we not only do we make the best of it, but there's lovely things about living here. Um, but perhaps, you know, next time or at least soon, we'll tell you about the things that we long for that you just can't get here. You can't experience here. And there's a laundry list. Of course there is. Of course, this is a diverse city, but there are just some things you're not going to get in LA. You're certainly not going to get as much of, and you're certainly not going to get the quality and variety of. One of them was like the first thing I missed about home when I came to LA. Uh, so that's a that, that's a hot mm. tease right there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up, and then next show, very excited, we're going to have a reporter on from LA Magazine talking about something titillating. How was that? Oh yeah, it's a, it's a great story. I've been reading it over and over again, and taking notes because I want to ask a lot of I have a lot of follow up questions. But it's basically what, and it's funny because people, you know, back to the when we announced this show, people were like, "Great, can't, can't wait to hear you two back together." And it was a very heartwarming and nice. But yeah. a lot of them were like, "I'm not sure how much I care about LA talk because they're from right. Illinois or Kansas or whatever." And uh, even a story like this that is very LA. I feel like has a lot of um, a lot of application to other big cities and metropolises. So this is what LA will look like in 2050 as it pertains to climate change and uh, regulations changing and innovations. And I have a, I would imagine this applies to a lot of big cities. Oh, Even yeah. in the article, they're like, oh, you know, places like New York or like colder yes. uh, um, environments may not be able to, uh, you know, ha- will not have uh, California lettuce in the winter, just as right. an example. Yes, this is a reporter, Nina Berlay, who's going to come on and I'm rewriting the headline. I'm calling it Jetsons or Thunderdome. What will California look like? <laughs> we got to pick a lane and hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully cooler heads prevail. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up for today. Yes. That was fantastic, uh, if I'm to be very uh, self-evaluating. Uh, <laughs> you were great. I was okay. Thanks we for listening. Uh, we were. Everyone's great. Thanks for listening, you guys. Interact with us. Uh, send us a tweet. Send us an Instagram uh, message. Uh, you know, let us know what you think. Let us know uh, questions you might have for the show. We'll 
take them all down and address them if they're uh, interesting and applicable, which I'm sure they will be. And uh, thanks, you guys, for downloading and listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at at baldbrian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at at lamag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.